you've probably heard the word narcissistic before. And you may know what it means, you may not know what it means, you may kind of figure it out in the context, but the definition of the word is extremely self-centered with an exaggerated sense of self-importance, marked by or characteristic of excessive admiration of or infatuation with oneself. Kind of sounds like society today, doesn't it? I think we have a lot of people who are narcissistic. And have you ever wondered, where did that word come from? Narcissistic. It's kind of a big word. Well, it's based on mythology, Greek and Roman mythology of narcissists. Now, he was a figure who was so good looking that he fell in love with his own image. Looking in a pond, he saw his own reflection and fell in love with himself. There's a whole story behind it I'm not going to get into. But he was so into himself that when this beautiful nymph named Echo came up, she couldn't tempt him away from looking at himself. And he looked at himself so much that he ended up dying of starvation, just sitting there by the pool because he wouldn't leave his own image. You've probably known people like Narcissus, people who are very narcissistic. They're very into themselves. You know, there are a lot of men like that, men who love looking at themselves in a mirror. You know, you go to a gym and you see guys doing that. They're admiring themselves more than anybody or anything else. Now, the thing we have to understand is, is it wrong to look in a mirror? Is it wrong to kind of look and see, you know, how am I doing? What's going on? Well, it depends. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about why men need mirrors. We do need mirrors in our life. And what we're going to see is that the mirrors we need in our life are not necessarily for our own vanity. It's not like you're posing in front of a mirror all the time for yourself. And it's not that you're so into yourself that you ignore everybody else. But the truth is, men, if they don't have the right mirrors, they can't see the truth about themselves. So today we're going to find out why men need mirrors. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me here today, and I'm excited to be on day two of March Man Month. And again, what we're doing through the month of March is we're doing a podcast every day through the regular week for you to listen to, to focus on some things you need to be as men. And the reason we're doing this is we have a, some topics that have been the most popular. So what I did is I looked at what are the most popular podcast, which ones were the best downloads. And I pulled subjects out of that and we've creating original content to help you grow as a man during the month of March. So that's what we're doing. This is day two. And today we're talking about mirrors. Now, if you've ever been in a dance studio, you'll notice something on the walls, mirrors. They're also in gyms, but dance studios is really where I, I saw them a lot when uh, my daughter was little. She took dance, we'd go in there and there's mirrors all over the walls. Now, the mirrors aren't there just to let them see how their hair looks. Okay, the mirrors have a purpose. It lets them see how they're performing. Because you can think you're performing the right way, but the mirror shows you what it really looks like. Now, the last few years, I've gotten into K-pop, and I enjoy watching K-pop. A lot of great groups. They're very talented. 
And one of the things that's interesting about K-pop is they release choreography videos. And these are the videos kind of at the end of their practice showing how they have gotten good at the dance and the whole dance. Because when you watch a music video, it doesn't necessarily show the whole dance. But the choreography videos do. And the studios have mirrors all around them. And the purposes of those mirrors is that's how they practice. They look at themselves. How am I doing when I do this routine? What do I look like? And they can change things. And what they do is they practice in front of the mirror over and over again until it really builds up into muscle memory. And then when they perform, they don't have to have the mirror. They can look at the camera. They can look at the audience because they've done the work where the mirror is. Now, what we have to do as men is think about mirrors in our life. I'm not saying you have to put mirrors up everywhere, okay? You don't have to have a mirror everywhere. There are some guys who are like that, and we're going to talk about that. But I'm not saying you need a literal mirror everywhere you go. What I'm talking about is there's things in our life that are like mirrors for us as men, and they serve a purpose in our development. And that's what we want to talk about, the mirrors that help us grow. You know, if you've ever lifted weights in your life, you know that weight rooms a lot of times have mirrors. And a lot of people think, well, that's just so guys can look at themselves and be prideful. And there is a lot of that. Um, there are guys who are looking in the mirror and what they're doing, it's funny because if you've ever watched guys who are really into their physique, they'll look in the mirror for themselves, but they'll also look in the mirror to see who's looking at them. And that's really what they want to know. Who's checking me out? You know, what guys are, are seeing, you know, my arms, my back and all that. And it's it's pretty hilarious, you know, or any of the girls checking me out, which, you know, anyway, we're not going to get into all that. But there are guys like that. But there's a reality that mirrors in the weight room help you. If you're performing a lift, you can see, am I doing this right? Am I rocking too much? Am I Is my arm out of line? Am I lifting right? And that's what mirrors do. It helps us kind of know, are we doing this right? And that's how mirrors can be in our life. We put those things in our life that show us how we're doing. And that's why as men, we need mirrors. So what we're going to do is talk about understanding what we need in mirrors in our life, how to use them. So we're going to talk about a mirror's purpose, what it does for you as a man. We're going to talk about why we avoid mirrors and how a lot of men just stay away from them. And when I talk about mirrors, I'm talking about feedback. And then practical mirrors, the practical ways you can put feedback into your life so you can be a better man. Okay, the first thing we want to talk about is a mirror's purpose. Now, mirrors have a lot of practical uses. We've covered a few of them. But in our life, we've always had mirrors. You know, growing up, they've always been there. And you look at history, people haven't always had mirrors. But we have them today, so we use them. And there's actually a time in our life where we actually care about what kind of looks back in the mirror. Um, it depends on, you know, your age, the way you are. But everybody, a lot of times by middle school, hits that thing where they really care what they look like. For me, it was eighth grade. Seventh grade, I didn't care. Eighth grade, all of a sudden, I really cared what I looked like. I started actually brushing my hair. I started wearing deodorant, you know, all those things that you do. And so I actually cared what can come back in the mirror, what I'm seeing. And mirrors today have a lot of practical uses too, not just for the gym or dance studios, but if you've ever been to the dentist, they use that little mirror when they put it in your mouth because they want to see all around your teeth. 
Now, if they didn't have the mirror, think about what they would have to do. They would have to literally get their head on all sides of your mouth. It would look weird. It would feel weird. It would be super awkward. You know, so mirrors can be very practical. For a dentist, they learn how to do everything through a mirror, which has got to be hard. I'm glad they do it, though, because it would be weird if they didn't. And mirrors also help us in just little ways. Like for me, whenever I eat, a lot of times when I eat out, I have this fear of having food in my teeth. There are certain spots in my teeth that just seem to catch and hold on to food, depending on the type of food it is. And so you need a mirror to kind of look back at you. In fact, today, if you don't have a mirror, you need a friend because a real friend's going to say, hey, you got something in your teeth. Or now we just pull our phone out and hit selfie mode and, and do the teeth check. I don't know if you do that. I do it. Um, because I just, it's one of those things. I have a fear and I really figure out who friends are when you go to the end of the day and you've got something in your teeth and you didn't know it and nobody told you. So you want to have some people who tell you, but most of us want a mirror. We'll use our phone to check ourselves. And the thing we want to remember about mirrors and their purpose is that mirrors reflect the image that is there. Mirrors don't create an image. Mirrors don't make things happen. They just show you kind of what reality is. There's really no living creature inside of a mirror. You know, we think of all the Disney things, uh, like I think it was Snow White, where it's mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror would talk back. Kind of creepy. Um, but in that, hey, what they wanted was feedback. The mirror gave them feedback, although the mirror didn't tell them everything all the time. And we are like that with mirrors. You know, there are people who still look into their mirror and want to get feedback today. Uh, they don't like what they look in the mirror. They think the mirror is lying to them. All of those things happen. But what we have to understand is that the mirror just reflects truth. You may not like that truth, but that's what it's showing you. In fact, a lot of people today, they don't like what they see in the mirror because they really don't like themselves in a lot of way. So they'll go out and have surgery after surgery. Um, and they'll change the way they look. They do all of these things. There are people, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, people trying to change how they look. So what looks back in the mirror is something that's acceptable to them. The problem is for a lot of them, it becomes an addiction and they just keep changing and changing and changing. But mirrors show us how we really are. Mirrors show us everything. It's, it's a reflection of us. When I was in college, I got my first suit. I'd never had a suit before. My dad took me to the store and it was a place where they, they measure you, they bring the suit out. They ended up having to recut the suit and they kind of made it kind of custom. It was a nice place. And they had me stand in a three-way mirror. I'd never seen a three-way mirror before. I didn't know what it was about, but it was kind of cool because you could see all the angles and they would even hold up a mirror behind you so you could see your back. And they wanted you to see all sides so you know, hey, is this suit right for me? And what we want to do is put things in our life that reflect all areas of our life. Mirrors do that. And when I talk about mirrors, I'm really talking about feedback. What you want to do as a man is put things in your life that give you feedback. The feedback that's honest and that's real. That's what a mirror is. We have to integrate those things in our life. They can be for specific areas. They can be generalized. But what we want to do is seek feedback and put those mirrors in our life so we can see reality. Because sometimes we think something, we think it's real or true, but it may not be. 
You know, I think of Coca-Cola in the 80s. They had this idea, hey, let's make new Coke. Let's change it. It was a debacle. It was terrible. And I'm wondering, was there no one who was able to speak up and say, that's a dumb idea. I don't think that'll work. We need people who will speak up in our life. We need to put things in our life where we get that honest feedback. As men, it's very important. Now, we may not like the feedback, but we do need it. The second thing we want to talk about when it comes to mirrors is avoiding mirrors. Everybody understands what it is to avoid a mirror. Some people don't like to look at themselves. They just don't. You know, I've known people as I've grown up, relatives who hated having their picture taken. They would avoid pictures. They would run away from pictures. And it's funny, whenever we had group shots and they were in it, the first thing they would do is put themselves down because they didn't like the way they looked. So they just kind of avoided it. And a lot of times we do that as men. We avoid things that we don't like. We avoid mirrors because we don't like what they show us. And how we do that is we avoid feedback. We avoid putting things in our life to where we get honest assessments of ourselves. You see, a mirror shows you what reality is. Feedback, honest feedback, shows us what's really going on. And a lot of men, they run away from that. They don't want that feedback. And I understand. One time I was I was making my bed um, and there's a mirror, like the dresser mirror that kind of looks on the bed. And I didn't have a shirt on. I was just wearing a pair of shorts. And I turned and looked at myself as I was doing it. And at that time, the gut was a good bit bigger. And it just kind of hung there. And I'm telling you, that wasn't a pretty sight. I didn't like it. It didn't look good. And you could say, well, Dave, the angle you were you know, add, it wasn't the best angle. That's true, but that gut was still there and it wasn't pretty and it was depressing. I didn't like it, but here's the deal. I could either ignore it and just not look in the mirror when I do that, or I could do something about it. And that's what we have to think of in our life. Are we going to look in the mirror? In other words, are we going to get some honest feedback, even if it's uncomfortable? And are we going to listen to it and do something about it? We're just going to ignore it. You see, we shouldn't avoid mirrors or we won't see the truth. If you ignore feedback, especially the uncomfortable feedback, you're not going to become a better man because that feedback helps you to see truth. And without truth in your life, you're not really going to know what to work on. You're going to think maybe everything's fine. And then one day everything blows up. And as men, we need that feedback. Now we need two types of feedback. We need outside feedback and we need inside feedback. And I'm going to talk about outside feedback on the next point. And what I want to do now is kind of finish out talking about inside feedback. And what inside feedback is, is self-reflection. Now, a lot of guys don't like to hear that term, self-reflection, contemplation. Oh, that's weird stuff. That's woo-woo stuff, Dave. You know, that's for other people. No, no, no. Self-reflection is us intentionally looking for the reality of our life the reality of what we think, the reality of what we feel. And as men, we've got to learn to do that. Mature men know how to find those feelings. Now, today, you rarely see men talk about contemplation. You rarely see them deep thinking. But the truth is, throughout history, men were the deep thinkers. 
Men were the ones who contemplated. Men would sit around and talk about deep things. And we've kind of lost that today in our society. We've become shallow. We don't talk about deep things. We don't talk about real meaningful things of our life. We kind of just stay shallow. And what we want to do as men is go into ourselves in a deep way to understand ourselves. And what that means is, is we've got to slow down and reflect. And as men, if we don't do that, we're just going to stay shallow. We're going to miss out on the depths of our own life, the depths of what we're thinking and, and the meaning of our life and the purpose of our life. You're not going to find that if you just stay in the shallow end. If you just stay busy making stuff, earning money, you'll never get to the richness and the depth of your own life. And the way to mine that is to self-reflect, to contemplate. Why, why earn more money when that's not going to really do anything for you? You can still make money, but you can also have a purpose. And that's what you want to do. Because men who don't self-reflect, they don't contemplate. They just become slaves of the grind. And they just work and work. And they wear that as a badge of honor, but it should be a badge of shame. Now, again, I'm not saying don't work hard. We should work hard. We're men. It's what we do. But you want to work hard because you're living your purpose, not just to make a paycheck. We all have to make a paycheck. There's nothing wrong with that. But you want it to line up with your purpose or life gets pretty empty pretty quick. And if we avoid contemplation, we're not going to grow. And we can't grow and improve in our character and who we are if we don't self-reflect. We have to do that. We'll miss out on maybe recognizing negative patterns in our life. Now, that's important because sometimes you can notice things about yourself that maybe nobody else sees, nobody else knows about. And if you recognize it early, you can stop it before it does something destructive. You say, well, what do you mean, Dave? Well, let me give you an example. Maybe one day you're, you're spending some time self-reflecting. Maybe you're reading some stuff. You're kind of meditating on it. You're thinking about your life. And something comes up and you start noticing that when this one female coworker comes into the office or you have a meeting and she's there, you really think about how you look. You really think about what you're doing to spend time with her. And you're kind of going out of your way to maybe be around her. It's nothing major. You just started noticing that. Well, you're a married man. That's not good. And so what you do is you say, okay, I'm, I'm acting different around her. I need to change that. And so what you've done is before anything got to a point of destruction, before anything hurt you, your family, or anything, you were able to stop it. Why? Because you were contemplating. You were self-reflecting. You kind of figure that out. And there's a lot of areas in our life we need that. It could be things like anger management. It could be self-control, whatever. A lot of times you can notice something before other people. And that's you looking in your own mirror for that self-reflection feedback. And one of the reasons men are not growing emotionally as much today is because they're not self-reflecting. They've never learned how to do it. They've never learned how to examine their life. They just work. They stay busy. They don't really examine their inner motivations, their drives. And the problem is this keeps them from maturing and developing as men. third thing we want to talk about is practical mirrors. And what I mean by that is if we're going to put different mirrors in our life for feedback, 
we got to think through some practical things. There's some practical, easy steps you can do to make that happen. Now, understand mirrors are reflections, not judgments. And that's an important part to, to think about with your feedback. It's a reflection. It's not necessarily a judgment. It's just honest feedback. It may hurt. You may not like it. There may be some realities you have to face, but you shouldn't run away from it. Just because you see something in the mirror doesn't mean the mirror is judging you. If you're getting feedback from someone or something, it doesn't mean there's judgment. It's just reality. And they're showing that to you. And you want to be able to receive that and accept that. And we have to have that same approach with feedback in our life. We have to say, hey, I want feedback. I crave it. I seek it. If you don't seek feedback, you won't get it. You have to seek that feedback. You have to intentionally go out. And you have to get comfortable with exposure. Okay, feedback means I'm putting myself in the position for someone to speak to me, either positive or negatively. And what you want to do is be okay with that. Athletes understand this. A professional athlete will watch film of themselves, of other people, for feedback because they crave it because they know, know it's the only way to get better. And what you want to do is have that same approach with your life. What kind of feedback am I getting? What am I doing to, to give people permission to speak into my life? What are some ways that I'm getting that? Now, one of the most powerful ways is through questions. Questions are a simple way to do feedback. And that's inward or outward feedback. You know, if you're assessing yourself honestly, you want to judge yourself um, through questions. And the reason we do that is a lot of times we judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge other people by their actions. So you want to make sure you're not just judging your intentions, you're judging your actions. Again, you may not like it, but that is reality. So you can put some questions for yourself. Why did I do this? Why do I do that? How am I intentionally growing? How am I building a more intimate relationship with my wife? You can say, oh, I love my wife. Okay, but what are you doing to intentionally build an intimate relationship with her? What are you doing to grow closer to your children? Those are questions you can put in your life. If you're single, what am I doing to grow myself so I will be a better man if I do get married one day? Those are questions you should ask yourself. And those questions help you kind of reflect. And you need to give people questions that they can ask you. That's how the power of outside feedback can work. You can bring people into your life and say, hey, ask me these questions. They can be accountability partners. They can be friends. They can be people you're on the journey with. You know, there's all kinds of ways you can get that feedback from the outside. Now, the power of those outside mirrors is they're showing you something and coming from a different perspective than your brain. You think one way, other people think differently, and their thoughts sometimes can help you be a better man. That's why you want to use it. Ask questions of them. Give them permission to offer you feedback. Now, a boss has to learn how to do this. Well, let me say it this way, a smart boss. There's a lot of bosses out there that they say they want feedback, but they don't because somebody offers them feedback and they bite the head of that person off. They yell at them or they, they kind of put them down. I've been a part of that. I've probably done that, you know, where somebody offers you feedback and you automatically say, oh, no, well, we could never do that because of this, this and this. So what you're doing is you're teaching them. I don't really want feedback. I don't like your feedback. 
Don't talk to me about it. And you know what? They won't. They're going to let you sink. What you want to do as a boss or a leader is create an environment where people want to give feedback. And you create an environment where the best idea wins. You say, hey, I just want the best idea, even if it's not mine. I want to do the best. That means we look at everything from an honest perspective. And you have to keep putting that out there for them or they'll never give you feedback. They'll think, well, the boss doesn't want to hear it from me. The leader doesn't want to hear it from me. And you've got to do it that way. Or you could even be a person who I'm going to work on this area of my life. And so what I want to do is build a group where we can help each other. Maybe there's other people who want to work on that area. You know, maybe there's a group of you who want to get out of debt. You say, hey, I'm working to get out of debt. And they say, hey, I am too. And you say, okay, why don't we meet together once or twice a month and we'll talk about what plan we're doing. We'll show each other our budget and we'll, we'll give a report on how we're doing. You think, will that really help? Yeah, because you have a group of people who are all going in the same direction. So you can give each other feedback. Someone might say, hey, I did this on side money and I made some good money. And that could give you some feedback of something you could do for side money. One of them could look at your budget and say, you're spending a lot of money in this area. Have you ever thought about changing that? And you may have never thought about it. That's where that feedback can do. You can do it with budgets. You can do it with exercise. If you want to lose weight, you can get a bunch of guys together. Y'all meet once or twice a month. You even get together and exercise yourselves and talk about it. You create that group of people who give each other feedback. That's something you need to do, you can do, and it's very simple. Now, there's another side of outside feedback, those outside mirrors in your life, and that's paid feedback. And what the, what's that? That's like getting someone to coach you. And, and coaching is a great thing because somebody, you're paying them to focus on you. You're paying them to give you an honest perspective. They notice your tendencies. It can be for all kinds of areas. You can do a specific coaching. You could do general coaching. You can join a mastermind or a mentor program. There's all kinds of programs out there. In fact, sometimes you feel flooded by them. But you know what? It's because they work. What you're doing is you're paying someone to give you that outside feedback. And that's a good thing. You want that outside feedback. You also have courses that you can take. There's plenty of courses out there. There's online courses. You've got local schools, community colleges. There's places out there that have courses that you can do. They can be from individuals. They can be from entities. Um, there's free resources, paid resources, coaching. Some people put out free things just to get your email address. Take advantage of them. That's a free course you could take. And you say, well, they may try and sell me something later. It might be something you need. So why, why not try? Why not do something intentional about your own growth? And that can be something that you do. There's also simple feedback things. You know, the classic books. Books have been around a long time, ever since the printing press, and really before that, but the printing press brought this explosion of knowledge through books. Reading is classic and still one of the best ways for you to grow yourself. When you read, you're actually getting feedback from somebody. Because the person who wrote the book put a lot of time into it, put a lot of effort. They've invested hours of their life into that book. And guess what? You get the benefit of it. So here, here you are maybe paying 20 bucks, 30 bucks for a book, or you can get one cheap, $9.99 if you get the Kindle. But what you're doing is you're paying that person to invest in you. And these are people you could probably never get a meeting with. 
people who to get an hour of their time could be 50 or $100,000, they write a book you can buy for 10 bucks. And that's them investing in you. You can read it, the regular book. You can read it on Kindle. You can listen through Audible. And guess what? You say, well, I don't have the money for any of that. The libraries are free. We still have libraries. They still have books. In fact, some of the libraries now can do it to where you can listen to Audible through that. You can listen to online books. There's plenty of ways for you to get that feedback from someone else. And then there's podcasts, just like this podcast. You know, you find podcasts that grow you, that challenge you. There's growth ones. There's fun ones. There, You know, sometimes you listen to a podcast for a season. It may help you with one specific thing. And then you move on to another one. That's fine because they're there to help you. They're outside feedback options that you can have. And what you want to do is understand some feedback truths. Issues in your life are opportunities. They're not statements of undeniable truth. If you get some feedback of things that maybe you're doing wrong, uh, that you need to change, you can change. It doesn't mean you're stuck that way. And a lot of people don't want feedback because they think, I can't change. But you can change. But if you don't have the feedback, you don't know what to change. You may not know the right way to change. Now, it will take work, but we're men. That's what we do. We're not afraid to work. And when you understand mirrors, you understand that power of feedback, it'll impact your life, but then also it helps you understand other people better. You'll understand where they are on their journey, and you'll be someone who can give empathy without judgment to other people, because eventually people are going to start asking you for feedback, and you can give it to them because you understand where they are. And you also understand when not to give feedback. Sometimes people aren't ready for it. It's not time for them to get feedback. And and so why waste it? Why give them feedback when they don't want it? They're not ready for it. When you go through that process, you learn the best time. So what happens is someone will come and ask for feedback. You'll know they're ready. But if they don't ask, you know they're not ready and you don't waste the time on them. That's the power of outside feedback. What you want to do is become a master of it. And first, it starts with you finding that outside feedback to help you become a better man. All right, gentlemen, closing out the show today, let's remember that as men, we need to make sure to have mirrors of feedback in our life. It's not going to happen by accident. Nothing happens by accident. What you need to do is make sure, what am I doing to self-reflect? What am I doing to get outside feedback? Because the truth is, the people who make the most positive difference in their life, the ones who really live a full life, are people who get that feedback. They build those mirrors of feedback into their life. They learn how to self-reflect. They learn how to get that outside feedback, whether it's free, whether they pay for it. It doesn't matter. They go after it. And when they do that, they make a difference with their life. Why? Because they're growing. They're becoming better men. And imagine if a bunch of us get together and start really implementing more mirrors in our life. Imagine if more of us start to grow and develop because we're getting that feedback. What you want to do as a man is not just survive life. You don't want to just make it to the weekend, make it to the next holiday. You want to examine your life and make sure that you're living your best life. You're living what I call your ultimate adventure. The only way to know that 
is by having those mirrors of feedback, internal and external, inside, outside. You want to have both in your life. It doesn't happen by accident. You have to be the one to make it happen. It's just the way it is. Feedback will take you to the next level as a man. It just will. It'll make you a better man, especially if you want it, you grab a hold of it, and you learn from it. You're going to go to the next level as a man. And for a lot of us guys, our victory is just on the other side of some good feedback. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.